great to be here with you this morning. It's great to be here together, isn't it? Wonderful. Good, okay. What a question. What are you thinking? Don't worry, I'm not going to ask. <laughs> All sorts of things going through our minds. Aren't you glad that nobody can see all of our thoughts. I mean, God can, but <laughs> other people can't. I'm quite glad about that, are you? Yeah, I'm quite glad about that, that no one else can see our thinking. Excellent. Um, I want to talk today, speak just for a moment about our mind, about our thinking. The universe is made up of stories, not atoms. The universe is made up of stories, not atoms. That was a famous line from um, a poem by Muriel Lukaiser, an American poet. The universe is made up of stories. Look around today while we're here. All of us, stories, aren't we? All have different stories in our lives, stories to tell. Some of those stories are really good stories. Some of those stories are heartwarming. Some of those stories are painful, sad. Some of those stories aren't so great. Some of those stories are frightening. But we're all made up of lots and lots of different stories that we have from our life. Each one of us would be able to retell lots of different stories. And we've been invited also into a great story. It's the gospel story. I love a story. What did you read when you were young? Or what was read to you? I remember my dad reading Noddy to me. I can still remember the rhyme in the Noddy book. Bell, bell, weave me a spell. No, I'm not going to go into it. <laughs> Noddy or the railway children. I remember my dad reading The Hobbit to us. I used to fall asleep quite quickly to that one. I don't really remember it very well. And then when I was a teenager, I remember reading novels. I used to love Jane Austen. Anyone Jane Austen fan? I used to love Pride and Prejudice, Mr. Darcy, Miss Bennet. And then I love now, there's nothing better than a day spent just reading a novel where you can read and get lost in the stories. You're invited into someone else's world, aren't you? And you get a glimpse of what's going on. I love it. I love a story. And we all have our own stories, all unique stories that we have. But we are also invited into this wonderful, amazing story of the gospel of Jesus. It's the story of the cross. It's the story that we celebrated today in communion. Our earthly stories entwined with the heavenly story of Jesus Christ. It's a wonderful thing. It's amazing. It's exciting. It's beautiful. And it's what the Christian journey is all about. It's what giving our life to Christ means, that we get to be part of his story, that we get to be baptized into Christ's baptism, that we get to encounter Jesus and have his righteousness imparted onto us, that Jesus lives the life that we never could live. He's our substitute, and we become a part of all that in this great story, the benefits of his obedience 
imparted to us. When we think back to Jesus in the wilderness, submitting his life, submitting to the way of the cross, not giving in to temptation. Jesus' baptism when he fulfilled all righteousness. Jesus in the garden of Gethsemane when he said, not my will but yours be done as he took the cup of the wrath of God. Jesus on the cross dying in the darkness so that we might live in the light. That's the story. That's the truth. That's what we are invited into. It's exciting, isn't it? It's the greatest story ever. It's the greatest story ever. What does it mean to be invited into this story? It means this, that we get to live a life of assurance. That whatever's happening in our earthly stories, whatever's going on in our lives right now, that God is there. And God is still the foundation. That God is the lover of our soul that he forgives us, that he champions us on, that he cheers us, that he continually says over us, this is my child whom I love. That's what it means to be invited into this story. That whatever's happening in our world, however painful, however difficult, however disappointed we might be or sad we might be, we have that assurance of hope that goes beyond this life, that goes beyond the grave. But there are times, I'm sure, in your life, like in my life, that it's easy to kind of just forget how good that story is. Like, because life is so busy, and sometimes it's difficult, and sometimes it's hard, and sometimes things happen, and it's not great. And when we're going through all of our stories, sometimes it's easy to forget that we are part of the greatest story ever, that we have Jesus. And there are lots of different reasons I could explore, but I want to look at one reason this morning. And I think sometimes we forget the assurance and the greatness of this story because of our minds, because of what's going on in here. Because if you're anything like me, you overthink things at times. And things play out in your mind. Things that have been said in the past, things that you're saying to yourself, lots of different things. It's like the battlefield that goes on in the mind can be raging at times. And thoughts will come and things will come and we'll dwell on them and we'll think about things. And actually those thoughts will get in the way of us embracing fully all that Jesus says we are and all that Jesus has done for us. It's like, if I could just get my thinking right, what are we thinking? What are our thoughts? The Bible says a lot about our thought life. I've picked out a few verses to share with you this morning, but there's lots more in there that you could look and explore for yourselves. I'm not taking particularly one passage like I often do to explore, but just looking at several passages this morning to think about our thoughts. Philippians 4, 7 and 8, and the peace of God which surpasses all understanding will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. The peace of God will guard our hearts and our minds. Isn't that wonderful? 
We need to be praying that into our lives, don't we? God, will your peace just guard my heart? Will it guard my mind? And finally, brothers, whatever is true and whatever is honorable, whatever is just and whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is commendable, if there is any excellence, if there is anything worthy of praise, think about these things. What are our thoughts like? Are they true, honorable, just and pure and lovely and excellent? praiseworthy. The Bible tells us to think upon these things. It doesn't just do that for fun. It does it for a reason. Because when we dwell and we think upon these things, we live in the confidence and the fullness of life that Christ has invited us into. Romans 12, 2, do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed. How? By the renewal of your mind. The mind is so powerful. If we're not to conform to this world, but we're to be transformed, then we do it by the renewing of our mind, of our thinking. That by testing you may discern what is the will of God, what is good and acceptable and perfect. In 2 Corinthians 10, 3, for though we walk in the flesh, we're not waging war according to the flesh. For the weapons of warfare are not of the flesh, but have divine power to destroy strongholds. We destroy arguments and every lofty opinion raised against the knowledge of God and take every thought captive to obey Christ. To take every thought captive to obey Christ. Wow, that's huge. Are our thoughts in line with Jesus? Colossians 3, if you've been raised with Christ, seek the things that are above where Christ is seated at the right hand of God. Set your mind on things that are above, not on things that are on earth. So often when we think about our thought life, we can think about it very much in the sense of taking captive those thoughts, maybe like if we're angry towards someone or we just really think, oh, I'd really like to, oh, No, none of you have thoughts like that, do you? No, you're all just saints. (laughs) But we sort of think of those thoughts. Or we might think about lustful thoughts that we have or temptation thoughts, and we have to take them captive. But actually, the Bible is saying to us, take every thought captive. Not to have thoughts that are not lovely and true and pure, but to have those thoughts. And so often, the thoughts that we have about ourselves our negative thoughts, things we think about ourselves. Actually, sometimes we just live with those. We don't think about taking those captive in obedience with Christ. And I want to dwell on that this morning. What are we thinking? What are we thinking about ourselves? Do you ever get a song stuck in your head? Yeah? You ever get a song stuck in your head and you wake up in the morning, it's still there, and then you're like in some situation somewhere and then inappropriately you'll just burst out into song? Maybe. (laughs) And some songs we wouldn't mind getting stuck in our heads because they're nice songs and they're lovely songs. If you've got one of these worship songs that we sang today stuck in your head, you might go, oh, that's lovely, great. Waking up, singing faithfulness and goodness, oh, brilliant. But why is it that it's never the lovely songs that get stuck in our head. It's always that annoying song, isn't it? That you've just heard on the radio or it's just been on TV or something and they're the ones that get lodged in our minds. 
And sometimes if it's been a song on the radio and it's, got in, it's been inappropriate, you're thinking, oh, for goodness sake, I need to get that out of my head. No, just me. One of some of the songs that I find really annoying that gets stuck in my head really easy is the Lego movie song. Does everyone know that? Everything is awesome. Some of you are nodding. You'll be like, thanks very much. I've got that in my head now. Or Baby Shark. Yeah, that's one. It gets in there and you can't get it out. What are the songs that get stuck in your head that you can't get out and they go on repeat? Well, turn to the person next to you and tell them a song that gets stuck in your head that's really annoying, really frustrates you. Baby Shark. It's also Baby Shark. You know the ones, and they go round, and they go round, and they go round. It's frustrating, isn't it? Because sometimes they're stuck there for hours. Sometimes it's days. Sometimes it's months. But once it's there, it's hard to shift it. But how much more does that happen with specific thoughts that we replay over and over in our minds? How often thoughts can get stuck there and they're like on repeat. And often it's not the positive, good, helpful thoughts that get stuck, just like songs. It's often the negative thoughts that get stuck. It's often things that someone might have said or something we believe about ourselves. And those thoughts are the ones that get stuck and we replay them time and time again. And I want to think of them this morning like soundtracks. Soundtracks that we have on repeat. Soundtracks that we keep replaying. Soundtracks that keep appearing on our playlist. But actually, they're not positive soundtracks. They're broken soundtracks. Broken soundtracks that actually affect the way we live, broken soundtracks that affect our decisions and our choices and the way we do things. Now, I'm going to give credit to this in this book, John Acuff. I've nicked that soundtracks idea from here. And I want to suggest that if after I've spoken this morning, you're thinking, yeah, that sounds really good, then pick up this book by John Acuff called Soundtracks. It's really, really good for anyone who overthinks things. But he talks about this idea about broken soundtracks. He, off, he relates it a lot to goals in our lives, but it's still really, really good. But we have these broken soundtracks at times, and like I said, what happens is they, they color everything that we do and that we think and the things that we choose to do with our life. They can even influence and impact the way we think about God or what God thinks about us. Because so much of who we are and what we do is determined by our thoughts. And really what we need is positive soundtracks, don't we? Good things, good thoughts in our head going on. Thoughts that are lovely and excellent and pure and commendable and thoughts that are worthy of praise and thoughts that are excellent. All those thoughts are the ones that we need to be having on repeat. But at times it's the negative ones that get stuck. Sometimes we have this in our life, you know, oh, I can't sense God anymore. I can't feel God. I can't see God. Where is God? And then we end up thinking thoughts like God's abandoned me or God doesn't love me anymore or God's not 
going to show his favor to me. Or I'm not as good as everybody else. I'm not as good as a Christian as everybody else. And we have this playing in our mind on repeat in our playlist. Broken soundtracks that get stuck there. Or we may have thoughts that I'm not doing anything extraordinary with my life. And I look at the person next to me and they look to be living their best life. But me, what am I doing with my life? I'm doing nothing with my life. I've got no purpose to my life. My life's really ordinary. Broken soundtracks that we keep on repeat. And the Bible says, renew your mind. Or maybe we think about negative things that people have said to us in the past. You're never going to be any good at that. You're not lovable. You're no good. And these things, these thoughts that have been said, they, they stay there and they go on repeat. Broken soundtracks. Negative things we believe about ourselves. I don't look good enough. I'm not intelligent enough. I'm not a great parent. I'm hopeless at this. I can't do that. I can't possibly achieve this. I'm never going to be able to. And we keep telling ourselves this and the negative thoughts keep replaying over and over again, and they shape who we are, and we forget that we are part of an amazing gospel story, and that we are loved by God, who has given us purpose, and has given us life and fullness. We can have broken soundtracks about other people. How often can we wrongly assume things about others, think things about other people? I don't think that person likes me. Is, that, is it right? Does that person not like you? Well, they looked at me funny. Mm, okay. <laughs> and so we create this big story from a funny look that may or may not have happened they may be completely unaware that they gave you that funny look, but from this funny look, suddenly our minds have gone into overdrive and we've formed an opinion. We've made an assumption about that person. We've got a whole story going on about that person and why they don't like us. And it creates this misunderstanding and suddenly we feel we don't like them anymore. <laughs> and it's just, it's overthinking. Broken soundtracks. And if we allow them to keep playing in our mind, they will shape us. They will dictate our story. They will make us forget that we are part of a gospel story of life and love and goodness and wholeness and fullness. It's our feelings, isn't it, often, that pick the soundtracks that we think. It's our feelings. But if we let our feelings pick our soundtracks then that's not going to always end very well. Instead, we've got to be the people. We've got to be the ones that actually choose what we're thinking. Not controlled by our feelings, but changing, flipping the negative, flipping the negative thoughts to the positive ones. It's hard sometimes, isn't it? But it's the battlefield of our minds. And the Bible has called us to renew our minds and to, to bring everything into obedience with Christ. And for us to go around thinking we're not lovable, for us to go around thinking we're no good, for us to go around thinking we don't have a purpose, for us to go around thinking God's not pleased with us, for us to go around thinking I'm not a good parent, I'm not a good worker, or I'm, I'm hopeless at this, I can't do that. For us to be thinking all those things is not in line with what Christ has for us. 
They're not thoughts that are good and excellent. They're not thoughts that are pure and lovely. They're not thoughts that are, are above. And it's not what Jesus has for us. When we're thinking things, I found this really helpful to ask ourselves three good questions. Take your thought and ask this, is it true? Is it helpful? Is it kind? John Acuff speaks about this in his book. You could look into it more. But is it true? So often the problem is, is that we assume that what we think is true and it just might not be true. Whether it's about ourselves, because someone else has said it to us, or just how we feel about ourselves, if it's about someone else, it just might not be true. <laughs> it's not true. And the Bible says, think on things that are true. Is it helpful? Is it spurring us on? Is it motivating us? Is it taking us to new things and filling us with hope and joy and goodness? Is it kind? If you feel in your life, you're thinking, you know what, I just, that I've got no purpose to my life. There's nothing, nothing going on in my life. You imagine your friend coming and saying that to you. You imagine your friend coming and saying I feel, they feel like that. What would you say to them? You'd be like, don't be ridiculous. That's ridiculous. That's not right. The very fact that you're my friend means you've got great purpose. Not to mention that you are loved by Jesus and he's given you purpose. Like you would say all those things, wouldn't you? You would say all those encouraging things. So... Be kind to yourself. Say those same things to yourself. If your friend is going to come and say, they're thinking this or they're feeling, I feel like I'm no good, what would you say to them? So often we are our harshest, harshest critics because we think the thoughts, but we don't say the positive back to ourselves. Is it true? Is it helpful? Is it kind? The thoughts that we're having... If we start thinking, you know, God's not there, I can't see God, I'm not sure God's there, I don't think he loves me, I think God's abandoned me, he's upset with me. If we start thinking that, it takes us nowhere and it's not true. The truth is, is, is that he is there and he does love you. And you're the apple of his eye. We back up our untrue thoughts by faulty thinking so often, you know? Because if we think like that, it's maybe because we're wanting to see God in the big things and the spectacular things and the extraordinary things, and actually, we miss God. Because like Elijah, who said, God, you know, met with God, and it wasn't that God was in the, in the strong wind or the, the earthquake, God wasn't in the fire, but he was in that gentle whisper. Go back to 1 Kings. God wasn't in the bigness, he was in the smallness. That was what was extraordinary. And actually, maybe it's in the seemingly small and ordinary things that God shows up, but we're ex our faulty thinking expects him to be in the big and the spectacular and the whatever, mind-blowing, when actually God is there in the call of the friend, of the, the, the holding of the hand of a family member, in the smile, in the hospitality, in the, in the note that's been written. 
in the Bible verse, wherever it is. Look at the life of Christ. He did spectacular things. Yes, he did healings. He did miracles. But where was Jesus' life spent most of the time? It was in those things of being with friends, eating dinner, journeying with people, forgiving, loving, being patient in his manner, his tone, his honesty, his openness. In the seemingly small things were the extraordinary things. But sometimes our faulty thinking can think we're expecting God somewhere and actually God's right there. And then it leads us to thinking, well, I'm not doing anything extraordinary with my life. But it's not true. It's definitely not helpful. And it's certainly not kind. We need to be getting rid of the broken soundtracks. When we think negative things about ourselves. That, you know, I'm no good. I'm unlovable. It's not true. You're a child of God. You're chosen. You're beautiful. You're wonderful. You're made in his image. When we think wrong opinions or assumptions about others, it's not helpful to them. It's not helpful to us. Broken soundtracks will only lead us down the wrong road. They won't lead us to joy. They won't lead us to hope. They won't lead us to fulfillment. They won't lead us to adventure. They're not going to lead us anywhere good. Actually, they'll lead us to hopelessness, to dissatisfaction, to unfulfillment. Renew your minds, the Bible says. Renew your thoughts. And this, the gospel story, the love of Christ, that's what we've been invited into. There might be pain and suffering in our lives. There might be difficulty. There might be uncertainty. There might be difficult things because the gospel doesn't guarantee an easy life. Not at all, actually, when you look at Jesus and how Jesus suffered. But it's holding on to what is true in those times. In those times of difficulty, in those times of uncertainty, it's holding on to what Jesus has said about you, about us. It's holding on to the certainty of what Jesus has spoken over our lives. Holding on to those positive things. The truth of the gospel. The truth of God's message over us. And we are in that story. That wonderful story. I wonder what's playing in our minds today. I wonder what's going on on repeat what different things we've got on our playlists that actually God would say, I want to change that thought. I want to change that thinking because I want you to know that you're loved. I want you to know that I've forgiven you. I want you to know that you're chosen. I want you to know that you're purposed. I want you to know that you're free. I want you to know that you can have great joy and hope and adventure on this Christian journey, what's going on in our minds that we need to have renewed? Is it true? Is it helpful? Is it kind? We all have a story. We all have stories in our lives. We're all creating stories every day. We're all going through new and different things, and we have different thoughts that come all the time. We get bombarded Our minds get bombarded with things. And so often, 
the Christian life that, we've, that we're on, the journey that we're on, which is good and wonderful and great, we can feel sometimes or forget sometimes how good that is because we've got this battle in our minds. And God says to us today, I want, I want, to, I want to renew your mind. I want you to be thinking thoughts that are true about yourself, not what others might have said about you. You know, it's easy, isn't it, where things that have been said over our lives years and years and years ago can still have an impact on us today. They can still be in there. And God says, I want to set you free from that. don't want you to have that anymore. I wonder if the worship team would come um, and just help us close the service for a moment. When I think about Christ and I think about the wonder of the gospel and I, the, the beauty of this story, it's so great. And when I read the scriptures and I see what God thinks about me and his goodness towards me and his faithfulness, it's so great. But I still struggle at times. I still struggle with my mind. I still struggle with my thinking. I still struggle to see myself as God would see me. I still struggle to believe some of the things that the, the Bible tells us. And today, God says to us, let's renew our minds. Because he loves us, and he's for us, and he's chosen us, and he's forgiven us. Let's pray. Father God, I just thank you so much that you've invited us to be part of your story. That we can have all our stories going on, but it's entwined in a bigger picture. It's entwined in your gospel message. And you've called us to live a life of fullness and goodness and joy and hope and peace. And at times, Lord, our thought life gets in the way because people have said things about us or we just believe things about ourselves. We compare ourselves to other people. Oh Lord, things are difficult in our life and, and we struggle to see you and struggle to feel your presence. And Lord, our thought goes off into a million different places and we think you're displeased with us and you don't love us. Lord, our minds are just a battlefield at times. God, you haven't called us to think like that. you say over us that we are your children whom you love and with us you are well pleased and you delight over us with singing in your scriptures it says in Zephaniah you delight over us with singing wow God I pray each and every one of us today as we come before you with all the thoughts going on I just pray that we would be able to bring them to you and submit them to you and say Lord God give them to you, would you renew and refresh my mind, to get, a, get the broken soundtracks out, to get the positive ones in, to get what you say into our thoughts. What has been said over your life, what has been spoken negatively over your life that you still hold on to today, 
that still is in your playlist today. Because I do believe Jesus wants to take that off you. And he wants to break that from your thinking. He doesn't want you to live in the shadow of that anymore. What have you been saying about yourself that is not good, not helpful, it's not true? What are you saying about yourself? Jesus wants you to bring those things to him today so that he can renew it. give us a new and fresh picture and thought and idea of how you see us, that we might get catch a glimpse of how you look at us, just like a loving father looks at their newborn child with such love and such, such preciousness and such hope and joy. May we capture a glimpse of how you look at us today and how much you think of us and how much you value us. Let's stand together. We're going to sing. But if you want to be prayed for today, then please just come forward, take a seat at the front. We will pray with you. Or you might just want to stand before God today and just on your own say, God, come renew my mind. I've been living with this thought for too long. It's no good for me. I want to get rid of it. It's not true, it's not helpful, it's not kind. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you.